And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me, I have Alex with me again. So hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And here we have is Charlie dressed up as Rambo. This is the wrong hey, one. You do. We're talking about war here. It's a house divided. <laughs> He's like, you got, you got. I gotta have the Rambo thing on it. Don't, don't be a word, everybody. We're not talking about Rambo. We're talking about the Eternals, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm ready for war. Let's do this. Alex and I are like the, uh, oh, wow. it's pretty, pretty much like the defenders. So that's, but that's the team that we're on is the defenders. Uh, and then of course I have Will again on with me. So hello to everybody, Will. Hello everybody. How are you doing? We're here. You're here. We're here. We're, we're glad to be here. Let's do this. All right. So like Charlie said, like I said, we are actually talking about the Eternals. This movie is very divided among film fans and everything too, because if you're expecting like a slow um, episodic kind of film and not used to the fast pacing kind of films, like we normally get from Marvel, this movie's not going to be for you. If you're expecting it to be like any other Marvel movie or anything like that, you're setting your own stuff up for disaster. This is a movie that's slow paced. And also too, I can understand why people are divided with this movie as well. And stuff like that. Some things probably didn't work for them. Some things don't, they don't like the slow moving uh, scenes. They don't like any of that. They like their action heroes and stuff like that actually do action stuff. So if you're not here for melodrama, the chances is this movie is not for you. But from Alex and I, we both enjoy this film for what it was. I actually put this as like a Dune type of movie with an episodic type of way of telling a story through a Marvel lens. That's the way I describe Eternals. Because it does have that episonic kind of feel to it. We're going into it not knowing who these characters are. It's a two and a half hour movie, and we're all wondering why should we care about these characters who's just being introduced to us. I also like Angelina Jolie in this movie because of the fact that, you know, usually with Angelina Jolie, she stands over everybody, and basically she becomes the face of every movie that she is. But this time, she actually takes a little bit of a step back and allows all the actors and actresses do their job and tell the stories that need to be told with each individual eternal, because each individual eternal has their own story of how they remembered things. But, you know, I know that you guys want to get dived into this as well. So let's go with everybody's first initial thoughts of what they thought of Eternals. And we'll go from there. So I'll let any, yeah. who, who, who wants to start it? Who wants to start the war? I'm ready. Alex, Alex, <laughs> Alex, you look like you're ready. You go. Yeah. Save, save, save me for last. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he's like, he's like Eminem at, in eight mile, just ready for that last rap battle. Just mm, ready. He's going <laughs> to drop it all on us. <laughs> so my thing with Eternals is I definitely do not think it is the, like a good, like a great, Marvel movie by any stretch of words, it's more in the okay range. Like for for me personally, it, it felt like it it was just trying to introduce characters. Like, hey, we're you know the MCU, they're starting to get into the multiverse and you know cosmic beings and all that. So they're like, oh, we haven't introduced any of those yet. So this movie was just like, here, here's some Eternals. Let's introduce the Celestials. Let's set up all these things. Uh, there you go. So it wasn't a lot of character development. You know, they were just had what was it like 10, 10 main characters, I think. About and 10 main characters. 10 main characters. So, you know, they each didn't have an, 
I wouldn't say a, a good, you know, they had a decent amount to get into with them, but you know, they weren't developed properly enough. Uh, and this, and the story is slower than most Marvel movies. I definitely, uh, it not slower. It is the slowest of all the Marvel movies. And I, and I liked how it was taking a more philosophical look into what it means to be a being with powers and like, what are those responsibilities? Like what those responsibilities look like. I, I was, I was fine with that, especially when they got into a lot of talking about like the, the lore of, these cosmic beings, you know, I'm a Marvel fan, so I'm always down to just sit there and listen. But at the end of the day, when I, when I finished watching it, I was like, not bad. It was fine. I I won't be watching it again anytime soon, but in terms of setting up the universe, it it was, it was a nice little filler movie. It reminded me a lot of uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, just, just the first one where that was just like, Hey, Here's Captain America. All right, let's get into Avengers. It was kind of like they were just rushing a movie out there just so they can continue the story. And that's what Eternals felt like. Uh, Visually, though, beautiful. It was definitely beautiful. Chloe Zhao did a fantastic job setting up that camera. Loved it. Chloe Zhao, the same woman who literally said she had a plan to basically destroy the Marvel Universe using the Eternals as a baseline to do it. Uh, I got problems with that one. I'm kind of like, wait, so this whole universe that gave you 22 plus movies for you to build this movie that you could go do it. And you're like, oh no, I secretly want to sit there and figure out a way to just destroy it all. So that way it just nukes it and we just start over from ground zero. I'm like, well, eh, okay. Uh, I watched it. Um, and I felt like one, a good buddy of mine summed it up really well. He sent me a meme that says, how does it feel when you've got the most powerful cosmic beings in the world? And not only do they tell you, oh, they're robots, they're not really even people. Uh, we just download their consciousness into these robotic shells. Um, and then, you know, you go through all this and then you realize that they were told not to interfere, but yet they kind of were interfering. Like the whole premise of these people beings was that they were basically propagating war to grow people as we uh, people as the population grew then basically they were setting up the planet to birth a celestial so really they were planet killers being sent there as robots to sit there and do this thing and on top of that they don't technically save the world for a while because they did talk about the fact that the snap was what slowed down the celestial's birth because it blinked out half of existence for five years, then the Celestial didn't grow for that five years. But then they brought them back, so it restarted that time clock all over again. So I'm like, so Thanos is kind of a hero, in a way? Like, so if Thanos hadn't have snapped half the world, this would have been the thing that the Avengers would have had to deal with. But then the Eternals couldn't get involved. So that would have been really weird. Uh, but my buddy sent me a meme and basically said, after all this, you realize that they were basically just, they weren't the Eternals, they were just eternally useless. You know, because I really didn't do a whole lot. Like, I'm sorry, slavery still happened, and the Eternals saw it and did nothing about it. They had a brother on the team that was just like, I built a nuclear bomb. You couldn't have helped the slave get, like, a a, a whip-proof suit or something, you know, something to fight against oppressive slave masters. I mean, so many things are women's over All these different things that happened in the history of the world, and these guys are sitting there going, 
We just built the stuff for war. Because the one uh, character who becomes like the main character, she hands the kid like a little blade that ends up being in the museum later. And I'm sitting there going, she hands him a blade. And that's okay. But like, my boy Fastos couldn't have created a device of mech or something just to be like, you know, your name is Kunta, Kunta Kinte. And all of a sudden, he's just like, excuse me? And all of a sudden, he's like a giant mech and he's just going after the slave master. That's how they free the slaves. That's how the Underground Railroad should have been made, kids. Fasto should have made a mech suit and basically used it to do that. There we go. That's that's my 50 cent rant on it. I, I now want to see a movie of Kunta Kinte in a mech suit ending slavery. I, I want that right now. Let's write the script. Someone in, in the comments write the script. And Tarantino's like, hold my beer. I've got it. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Django Unleashed 2. I want that. Get LeVar Burton to play him and just be like, Kunta ain't a slave no more. Like, that's how that would go. I don't know. I just uh, I have a problem with heroes that I have a problem with heroes that literally are told to do nothing and they just don't do anything for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years, except kill the deviants and have a character named Miss Laura too, and have a bomb Miss Laura and then physics be damned that is and the person just goes flying like in Django. (laughs) Bye, Miss Laura. Bye, Miss Laura. Okay, um, I'm not going to dish out everything yet. I'm going to spread it in, like, you know, like, spice it up with it. But uh, start, yeah, I I would just get the positive out of the way because I got nothing but negatives throughout. Like, yeah, the visuals, they're decent. Um, But, John, Dune was actually entertaining. This was boring as hell. Like, I knew this going in. I enjoyed it. (laughs) I knew this going in. I knew this movie was going to be a melodrama. From all the trailers, we reacted to that. I knew it was going to be a melodrama. Man, I'm glad I didn't pay money to see this. Because I was I was so keen on not watching this. I read the plot to it as soon as it came out. And I read the plot. I'm like, man, I am so glad I did not see this movie. And I just watched this to see, like, because I needed something, like, more stuff for 2020 to want to watch. And I'm like, god dang, this movie was boring. It was like, the narrative structure was so wonky. It was like, all right, past. Now go back to present, back to past for like 30 minutes, back to the present, back and forth, back and forth. Look, I don't know. I could rewrite this and it might flow cohesively. Let's start in the past, like most of the story in the past until they, uh, until uh, Ajax tell them, okay, go your separate ways, then go to the present, do that, and then show the past what, uh, what uh, Icarus or AKA Homelander uh, before he kills, uh, and if you're if nobody knows who Homelander <laughs> is, I'll get to that in a sec, uh, like or in a little bit. Um, you're gonna you're gonna laugh when I tell you this one, but uh, yeah. So anyway, so that that, and then boom, back to the present, and then end it. Yeah, the freaking hobbits walked faster than these people. Come on, the Lord of the Ring movies are three hours, and yet you're entertained throughout. This movie's boring as heck. And I and I saw your post on Twitter, John. Oh man, this movie's got a lot of great action. I'm like. No, it doesn't. The sex scene has more action in this than the actual action sequences. And yes, there is a sex scene in this movie. The first ever sex scene in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, we, we needed that. <laughs> Plot point. I was like, yeah. we're going to make it. We're going to put MC oh, on the board. Don't worry. I'll, like, I'll, 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 be, I'll be like myth busting that love triangle in a sec. Um, so anyway, yeah, the action sequences. There's like maybe three to four battles in it that were short. 
the entire battle in New York in the Avenger movie was longer than the, longer than this. And this is a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, you're not getting anything if you want. You just want them walking and crying, like oh, I want to be with him. Like characters named Sprite, named after the lemon lime soda. <laughs> like, like seriously. And then it's like, oh, I don't, I didn't get to be with Icarus. That's not fair. Oh, I, I can't be with him because I'm short. I don't care. Quote Tommy, I don't care. Like, there's no character. There's not much character development in a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, it's pretty weird to say. There's no, like from a person that won the Oscar for Land, who probably had like I didn't see that movie, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot better character development in that than there was in this movie. You have like ten people. Like ten A plus actors, or not? Well, I mean, two of them are A plus. Everybody else is like just there. Like there was that. Like that is like the. I mean, again, the action sequences were just really, really poorly shot. It was like very fast paced, like shaky cam. Like I mean, we want a better Marvel movie. Jesus, watch like heck. First Avenger was a better movie than this one, and heck, Winter Soldier. But I don't know. I was like, I'm not gonna spoil everything yet. Because I want to say the rest of the stuff, but yeah, this movie was garbage. It's 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 definitely going to be in my top four of uh mm, yeah. It's like I said, I have a Jericho one. Yeah, this movie sucks. So you know what? You just made the list. <laughs> well, for me, I like the whole entire fact that we actually have characters of different uh, races now in a Marvel movie. I like the fact too that we are also dealing with other types of relationships aside from the normal male and female role as well. And also having them on screen. And I also felt like with Sprite and everything, it was more of the fact that she couldn't be human. She couldn't experience love. She couldn't experience being human or anything like that. And that's also because of the fact that she can't age. So that was something else. Hey, Tamika, how are you? And so, you know, I thought that, you know, did I care about that? Yeah, I cared about it. And then, of course, you have Jon Snow uh, chasing after Cersei again, just in another Marvel universe as well. But that was something I was just going to joke around about. But you oh, know, I'll do that. From, I'll, I'll, I'll throw that into. I had that. I wrote that in my review on on Facebook. The the but, whole love triangle. Yeah, I'll get to that sex. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. It's okay, man. You're good. But as far as the jumping around goes, I like the fact that they showed us what they had to go through from the past and then go into the present to show us that they've been around for X number of years and then they couldn't intervene or anything like that. And then of course, yeah, they actually did. I forgot who had the power to actually in Egypt where he was actually controlling them or trying to control them. And they're like, Hey, look, you need to let them go and let, and otherwise it's not going to be good for us. Also too, them being lied to the whole entire time. Uh, the fact of what they you thought they that was true. How many of us go throughout life believing in something that we were taught and finding out that it wasn't actually true to what we thought, and that and they were being lied to, and that's what I got out of that whole entire thing. They were being lied to. They they were even shocked at the fact that they were being lied to, as well. And now it's like, what do we do now? Where do we go from here? Where are, is our next home that we have to go to to make it a permanent home for us and also be able to fit in with these humans that we can save, but we can't do anything also, too, because otherwise it's not going to please the gods that we serve. So that's also another thing. 
that I thought of. But that's what I thought beneath the surface of everything when I was watching this film on how it was structured. And, I, and it is a beautiful film. It's a beautiful, well-structured film. And thank you to me, it's Droid, who, uh, who controlled the people out in Egypt and everything. So I do appreciate you throwing that in there for me. But, you know, he was even having that unbalancedness of, you know, not a Sprite's boyfriend, the, a Homelander. Uh, Icarus. Thank you. Um, but she, he was even having that trouble of, why should I save these humans? What have they done for us? Look what they're doing. And then he winds up doing a total 360 by the end of the film where now he wants to save them versus destroying them because that's what Icarus wants to do. And then, of course, that's when we see Sprite go out outside and everything, and she winds up with Icarus to destroy the world. But, you know, that's something that I thought up beneath the surface of the fact of how many of us have been lied to, to believe in something that may or not be true, and then home to find out that it isn't true. That was something that was captivating for me and what worked for me. And I thought, how many of us also complain about the fact that they don't show us anything, they just tell us? It's like, Show us what happened to get to this point. And each Eternal had their own perspective of what happened. And so I like this telling of the story of what happened and then going back into the uh, modern day of this is who they are now opposed to who they were before. Because we all change with time. We're not the same people that we were in the past. So therefore, now we're actually uh, who we are now. Maybe a better – maybe we have – we're better people than what we were in the past. Maybe we have some clutterness to us from the past and everything that we still bring into the present that we still have to work on. But either way it goes, the Eternals were trying to do something to actually make themselves be better people. And also, too, the dude who makes technology and stuff like that, too, I remember he made a, some other thing. He goes, no, nah, we're just going to do a plower. That they're not ready for that yet. And I chuckled at that. I'm like, well, yeah, 1930s and stuff like that. I don't think they would be ready for that. But I thought that the humor worked in that part. But I'm going to let whoever else wants to take the floor as far as the positives of of this goes or whatever else that you might have problems with. (laughs) I will say say a positive that I really enjoyed was the Angelina Jolie character. Uh, I I said the other night, I said, I thought would have been really interesting is instead of us having to deal with her kind of um, her kind of mind problems because you know as they did reveal you know their consciousness was being uploaded and reloaded into new bodies with every new world. So the problem was she started remembering those past experiences for her, and so the idea I thought it would have been really interesting if a good part of the movie would have been her just sneakily trying to find ways to kill the other Eternals. Like, you know, that... just randomly, you know, like all of a sudden, like uh, one of the Eternals, like Icarus is in the room and he's lamenting about something, something, and all of a sudden she just jumps out. She's like, ah, gotcha. And then she's trying to kill it. Like, it's, it's constantly her character trying to sneak out and, like, try to figure out ways to kill different members. Like, Sprite's in the room doing an illusion, and then all of a sudden, like, Sprite just senses it, like, there she is behind her, and she's trying to stab her, like, that. she's doing the illusions. So she's having to continue to do the illusions while trying to fight her at the same time, even though she's not a fighter. Like, I think that would have been a more interesting story. Because <laughs> I feel like what the, the, the question then becomes, why is there this breakdown? Like, they touch on it really quick in a couple of different parts, but they never really go into it. They never really go into why. 
she's having all these issues when the rest of them seem to be just fine. And so I think that would be the more interesting version of telling the story. Like you see her in these different moments and you see her in this thing. And we see these memories that she's having that the others don't remember. And that's how you get to the reveal that mm. we've been downloading these programs into that whole time. That every time they restart a new Celestials world, we send you to a new location. And so it's through her madness that we get to find out how this is happening. Yeah, I would have liked for them to touch up a bit more on that too. Like they 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 mm. did it did set set it up where it's just like okay, obviously she's having some kind of memory memory overload, and so it, it got me thinking. Okay, I, I'm pretty the, the plot itself was kind of predictable. I like I had a feeling like oh, the celestials are really not all that good. It's not just oh you're here to kill yeah. deviants. Like it's probably one of those one of those things. You're working for the wrong side. But yeah. I, I I did really like Angelina Jolie. I liked how she portrayed mm-hmm. that that madness. Uh, I was bugged by Sprite. It, it was that that's always weird for me when you have a child that's in love with an adult, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, we didn't. I I didn't need this. I don't need her to be in love. Like, yeah, let's let's scratch that away. <laughs> but. That feels super I, problematic in a world where we have movies like Cuties and other movies like that in a in circulation in the real world. That just felt very kind of kind of cringy. Like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't need, need that. You I don't know, need yeah. this. Uh, ooh, I like what um, Tamika said. Icarus was predictable. I, I had a feeling. You know, actually, I wasn't thinking Icarus. I was thinking it was going to be a. A druid as the bad guy because that that actor I I don't yeah. remember his name he always plays a bad guy in like movies I've seen him in and you know he can mind control people so I'm like oh he's definitely gonna be the bad guy yeah, he like, definitely look how sinister told, he looks he told the, the line real hard yeah between, you know like he was literally one like mess up away from becoming Lex Luthor <laughs> I was just like yeah, he's 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 gonna he's gonna be the one that ends up trying to kill everyone, and then he didn't. So I was like, huh, cool, because I I liked him, and I and I and I thought the uh, the action scenes were really cool that they had. Um, anytime where Icarus was flying around and doing his doing his thing against the deviants, I thought that was fun to watch. I especially like the scenes with Makari, like running super fast. Because to, to this day, I still believe that the MCU portrays speedsters in the best mm-hmm. way. Because like any other movie, like ever since uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, where they had that one slow motion scene with Quicksilver, mm-hmm. it seemed like every other superhero movie tried to replicate that. Like you saw it in Sonic the Hedgehog. You, you see it with the Flash and the the Justice League movies. Like they're just constantly in slow motion. I'm like, no, I I, I would like to see them run fast and like with her when she was fighting icarus towards the end of the movie like that was a super cool scene i was like i wanted Mm -hmm. i wanted more of that i'm gonna agree with you on that uh, also about icarus if we're gonna be technical icarus came before homelander that's all i'm saying and technically icarus was a ripoff of superman Mm -hmm. because like marvel had like eight of them eight ripoffs of superman so yeah, uh, has been ripped off. Uh, that's, my, that's my defense. I'm getting into Icarus in a second. That the, the big difference, Superman's actually likable. Icarus was just a dick. Anyway, I'll get that in a sec. Definitely um, a dick. 
I'm there's one thing I wanted to mention real quick too, as far as the effects go. Um, I, I'm in a full agreement with you, Alex, with when it comes down to speedsters and the way that they did it, they did it perfect. Also, too, I also like how Icarus flies and everything versus how Henry Cavill does his Superman launch and everything, too. Don't get me wrong. I love the slow-mo and the, the build-up to the Hans Zimmer score. But I like to actually see Superman do that without the rocks floating up with everything and just him just going full force into flying mode. And that's what I want to see. Right, exactly. Superman so charges that's, that's up like I'm... Goku with the Harry Cavill version for some reason. <laughs> right. But uh, I'll let Charlie go ahead and take it away right now. So, I, it's it, the, Going back in the past is fine if they set it up well. That that there was no transitions into, oh, yeah, when you talked about this person, boom, right in the past. There was no transitions, nothing. And, and, and honestly, I didn't really give a crap about any of the characters, honestly. Like, I didn't care about any of them. They didn't do anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, like if the characters didn't do anything. And Sprite was annoying. I just wanted to backslap that person just to give him a bitch slap for just being so annoying. I'm like, it's like her constantly bitching the whole movie. I'm like, melodrama. Yeah, totally called it. Totally. Yeah. Humble brag. Me. Yeah. So anyway, um, go to Icarus. Yeah. Homelander. Total Homelander. I said it when I when I saw the trailer. I saw the lasers coming out of his eyes. Him flying. Yeah. He's going to be a total dick. Homelander. The only difference is he doesn't have the American flag as a cape. He doesn't have a hero-gasm moment like in The Boys. And if anybody hasn't seen The Boys, you need to watch it. The show is so good. So good. Homelander's, so good. A, H- Homelander's a complete <laughs> prick. Um, and The Boys is the only one that can pull up a sex scene when the two of them are flying in the air. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, and, like you can't see that. Okay, and then Icarus, <laughs> a complete dick. Going on to the love triangle bullshit that was to have the girl having a, a be with uh, Rob Stark first, do him. Oh, I can't be with you anymore. And then they go to Jon Snow, the guy that doesn't know anything, and then still have feelings for that. To quote Deadpool, like to have her choose between Robert, like Jon Snow, and Robert Stark. God, that's just lazy writing. Like, I gotta quote Deb, well, that's just lazy writing. Like, seriously, the, the, there's no chemistry at all between her and, and um, um, God, I, I forgot about these characters' names because this movie pissed me off so much. about that guy who would become the Black Knight? Yeah, like, or not, not no, not Kid Harrington. That was, uh, I forgot, again, I forgot the name anyway. You're looking um, at Dane Whitman is his name. Yeah, d- no, not, not Dane. I was talking about the girl. Um, Cersei. The, Cersei, oh, Cersei. There we go. Cersei, yeah. Cersei. To have Cersei, like, and then there's no, there's no chemistry between Cersei and Icarus. Absolutely no chemistry. It was forced. It, it was like, it's seriously like, it was like I was watching the Marvel version of the notebook. Honestly, I was watching the, no, no, what, I was like, get over yourself. What do you want? Honestly, the notebook sucks. And this movie sucked. So that, that I like just the love is aspect to it. Remind me of God. I'm watching the Marvels version of the Notebook. Like why? Why? Um, how would you? Well, set if you're up given the- a choice between Jon Snow and Rob Stark, you're going to cut off Rob Stark all the way because you have mm-hmm. Jon Snow now. Well, yeah, you just got to you just got to play that song that they played during the Red Wedding, and then and that's how you instantly know Rob Stark's going to die. Spoiler alert! You haven't seen Game of Thrones. Come on, it's been out for years now. How many? I say, how many years worth of spoiler is that? <laughs> Someone in the yeah, comments. Yeah, no, like, hey. Total Homelander vibes, and I was like, 
Hmm. Yeah. And actually, Superman's likable, and I actually like the motion of Superman flying out because he's like shows you how big of a character he is. And then, and then Icarus, he's just such a little bitch that he didn't get his way. Oh, I'm going into the sun. Oh, I'm just gonna die. I'm just going to the sun. I'm gonna die. Good. It's definitely a play on the name. I had a question mm-hmm. about that. Do you think so? You know, like Icarus flew, flew too close to the sun. Do you think Icarus? <laughs> When he decided he was going to kill himself, he remembered that story. He was like, you know what? That would be a good idea. To quote the sister of uh, Black Widow, that's a pretty good way to die. Mm-hmm. Pretty good way to die. Yeah. Such a poser. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it's like, I mean, how I would set up the transit. I, again, I said it to do the past stuff first. Like, so we get an idea because it was the intro of the characters. They go into the past, do all the past stuff first. And then that moment when they break up by Ajax telling them to go on their way after Drew wants to control the people. But we can't control the people, but I must do it. Okay, if you must, let's do it. It was like, what, what the hell? Like, like, let's get on with it. I, it's like, I got time. Like, I'm like, I want to watch something fun now. Let's, get, let's wrap this up because I want to go watch something fun. And it's like it's like they they waited to they 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 waited to, like yeah just get the past stuff over with because I don't really care these characters are pissing me off and let's go to the present that's how I would do it um, Arishium eh, you know nobody really did it for me there was just too many people in it there's not much character development and it's just shocking in a two hour and thirty eight minute movie Randy says the past stuff should have been first because I was a little confused during the movie yeah I had to pause it here and there uh, and everything to help help her out with how it's actually connected which I, I love doing that though to actually do that for her though too because I feel like a little bit of a science geek where I get to go on and explain something so oh, man. it's, okay. <laughs> it's like I let's mean, go to the John classroom for a minute we're gonna <laughs> But pretty much, I just described Icarus, aka Homelander. Everybody else is there. It, it just they had some cool abilities, sure. They just didn't. Like, it, the, the plus is they didn't piss me off. Uh, like for the other characters, they just didn't piss me off. Icarus, you didn't like though, Macari, like, total though? Homelander. What you didn't like Macari though? I know she didn't. I know you know she didn't show up in the till the second half of the movie, but she was so adorable and she could she could run so fast. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's like, again, they had cool abilities. They didn't piss me off. Yeah. Like, like, like you said, I mean, the, like, again, like, I hate it, Sprite, because seriously, you, you named them after the lemon lime soda. Did you not have her costume? Like, like, she didn't do a Sprite ad from it. Oh, you need to taste a Sprite in your mouth. Like, seriously? Like, or like, or whatever. Like, no. Oh, my God. Don't have a child say that. Now, the character did exist in the Kirby books. And then also, which this story was supposedly inspired a lot by the Neil Gaiman work that they did yeah. back about 10 years ago. And so it's really interesting to kind of see that. I will say this. Uh. Oh gosh, he played Kingo. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, uh, Camille Namajani, I think. Yeah, I, I appreciate Namin the Johnny. fact, and I oh, wish yeah. I had the list of the movies because apparently one of the things they talked about in interviews was that all of the movies that he had done, like the whole series of movies, were all Bollywood versions of all the Marvel movies. So basically all the movies that he was talking about during the course of the film were different Bollywood versions of different movies. Like there was a Bollywood version of Black Panther that apparently yep. 
in the thing. There's a Bollywood version of the first Avengers movie. There's a Bollywood version. So all of the movies he did, and of course he talks about this generational thing where he's like playing the father, the grandfather, the father, and then himself. You know, kind of the way it goes. But yeah, I, that's, that was interesting to me. Uh, but I wish they had done more with it. But again, uh, honestly, I'm gonna say this. This is my this is my hot take. I wish Eternals had been a Disney Plus series and they had moved the Kamala Khan Miss Marvel mm-hmm. to the actual film. I wish they switched them because I feel like with Kamala Khan, you could have gotten a lot more out there. You could have got a lot more kids in there, mm-hmm. a lot more audience. And I don't think that movie does as horribly as the Turtles does. Because the mm-hmm. difference is nobody really asked for the Turtles movie. A lot mm-hmm. of people were looking for a Kamala Khan movie. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking they could have you flipped know, the two and just that would have been the way to resolve it. You know what, though, Will? You're not the only one that said that, though. I've been listening to other podcasts and stuff like that of how they said it would make more sense to do an Internals limited series, six-episode uh, TV series versus a two-and-a-half-hour movie, so that way we could at least feel invested into the characters first and right. then go ahead and launch a movie itself. So mm-hmm. I definitely agree on that aspect as well with the fact that it could have been better as a as a six-episode story arc versus just a two-and-a-half-hour movie to where we can actually be invested into the characters that we care about versus a two-and-a-half-hour movie where it's just, eh, here you go. And you know the perfect place <laughs> to introduce them? So, Alex, you mentioned the whole thing about this is the first time we really got the Celestials. Technically, we got the Celestials in Guardians 1. Yeah. Yep. So the thing about it was they are doing a Guardians Christmas movie. We could have introduced the yep. Celestials there, and then you could have done your spinoff, and then done a movie. I think the only reason they ended up doing a movie like this, the way they did it, and the timing they did it was to introduce Black Knight because he's going to end up becoming more of a part of things later, and they introduced Star Fox. Well, I don't know how you handle Star Fox in a PC culture that we live in. Like, I don't know how that's going to work. That's going to be different. That's going to be very different. He is the personification of a horn dog. Mm-hmm. We already had a sex scene in this movie, so well, we're we're you, going. We're going you know for we're gonna it have all now? the way. You know what we're gonna have now? We're gonna have a manscape ad now. How about that? And you know why Icarus was so cranky? Because he didn't trim his balls with the greatest hair trimmer ever. I guarantee you, if his balls were shaved, he wouldn't have no problem uh, with wanting to save the world. He would his balls would be like Professor Xavier's head. Being so smooth, he would actually rub his balls while he's saving the world. That's how no, he's dead. He's in the sun. He want to survive anyway. He doesn't even. He well, doesn't need a main Charlie, keeper. you know, you want to go out with class, right? You don't want to be shaving the wrong tools, right? Well, guess what, Charlie? Manscaped has the tools for you or for Icarus that matter. At that matter, though, too. As a matter of fact, they just launched their fourth generation performance package. The ultimate package includes the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The Manscaped 4.0. The leaders in the male male grooming have done it again to make your grooming game next level. Join the 4 million men worldwide who used Manscaped with the new performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code MovieLoversUnite. You know, there was a time in probably Icarus's life where he was actually shaving with the wrong tools and he was actually probably using a tree trimmer or, or getting some of the. It was just not a good experience for him. Let's just put it that way. But the performance package, you know, well, that was even worse, Charlie. He would burn his. Never mind. We're not even going to get into that. The performance package 4.0 
by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, was it worth the wait. Inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver, toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and I dare say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Yeah, yeah I said it. The fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade that reduces grooming accidents. Thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology, the Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM. That's even faster than what Icarus flies, probably. Um, but yeah, it has an RPM, uh, 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch, can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000 LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave, because it's always good to shave with the right tools, even when you're wanting to do it in the dark. Oh, did I mention the trimmer is waterproof, too? You thought that was that was good, but want to take the grooming game even further? To the next level, the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary. And if you thought that was even better, you guys should be shaving. You know what? What I like about Manscaped is this. Their hair and body stuff that they actually have for the shower is just fantastic. I love it. It has a real natural ingredients like aloe vera, stuff like that. It's actually perfect to shower with. I don't even want to leave the shower. That's how good I actually clean myself. That's that's really great. I spend at least maybe, I, I'll tell you what, if I'm at my fiance's house and everything, I'll probably spend maybe about 10, 15 extra minutes in there because I just want to make sure I'm extra clean. But Seal the deal with Manscaped Liquids Formulation, their crop preserver, ball deodorant for before leaving the house, at crop reviver, ball toner for mid-game ball check. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will be thanking you. Manscaped even throw in a free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag brings your comfort and boxers to another level. And like I said, get 20% off plus free shipping and handling with the code MovieLoversUnite at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping and handling at, Man- at MovieLoversUnite is the promo code. And now back to our not nose, our PG-13 level of doing a Marvel movie that's not involving a Manscaped. Um, okay, so that's sex scene. Let's talk about that in depth. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's actually in a lot of the action sequences. I, I was proud not of not very long. I was proud of the MCU for going there. I'm like, all right, sex scene. But <laughs> let's admit that was the most uncomfortable sex scene that I've seen in a minute. It was just like, man, just just missionary. Come on, if you're gonna have a sex scene <laughs> with superheroes, you gotta go all the way. I want the environments changing colors and all that because Cersei starts manipulating it. I want I want Icarus shooting lasers everywhere. To quote Deadshot, 50 shades that shit, right? 50 shades it. I think that's a very different uh, version of the movie. I think that's like Eternals After Dark. (laughs) Eternals After Dark. Well, then again, you got Homelander. So all you got to do is just take her up and like fly in the air. And there you go. You have a sex scene in the sky like in the the boy season two. (laughs) And then then to make that scene better, they got to play Aerosmith, Dream On. Like yeah, like that. Like again, I'm not kidding. This was actually what happened in the boys' season two. Sex scene in the air. Dream on playing in the background. I was like, what the hell? If they had the sex scene in this movie 
take place in the air, would you like this movie more? <laughs> would that go up your list? I'm sorry, we get well, I get an F I get an F bump. Fuck no. <laughs> no. How, um, how crazy does the sex scene have to be to get you to like this movie? Is it no matter what they do, it's the whole movie. It's still gonna is be a the whole movie savable in the land this. of that. Is that how that works now? What? Like the sex scene is what determines if we could save the movie. No, <laughs> no, didn't save it. No, nothing saved this movie. The only no. thing that saved the movie is when it ended. Because it, what it about ended the sex scene with "Don't uh, Don't Stop Believing" while they're flying? What, what, what yeah, about no, that? No. Under and over. Does nothing that at least bump it up to a five? Nothing was gonna sell me on this movie. Nothing. What can, we, what can we do to get this up to a five? How can we convince you? You can't. Landscape. I already no. I already made my like my 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 reviews are already saw. It's a four. It's in my worst movie of the like. I have I have my when we John and I finally do our work like best and worst of twenty twenty one. I have a, like like how I break it up for or like top like my bottom ten ten for ten for six is disappointing, and then five through one worst easily worst the only thing that's saving this movie from not getting number one because i have two movies tied for number one for worst of the year and those two movies are pieces of garbage this is just garbage but anyway no nothing's gonna say no, nothing nothing could bump this up to a five i was already like after watching like a good part of it all right i'm at a four i'm done this this is garbage this is bad blade didn't even do it Rewatch the sex scene. Maybe then they will. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to that a second watch. No, I, I ain't watching that again. No. Marvel's um, going to try to do. Marvel's going to try to do what Disney is doing with like the Mandalorian to make us love old school Star Wars again. Like what they're going to do is they're going to make put little Easter eggs in these other Disney Plus projects and in these other movies where we can get a bunch of Easter eggs toward the Eternals, and then they're going to start having people to lead them back to it. Like, oh, well, wait a minute, now when we watch it in context with these other movies, it feels like a better movie, and I'm like, nah, it still feels mm-hmm. really disjointed. You but can, I feel like, like that's it, what they're going to try to do to make it better. Yeah. Actually, to answer really your good. point, Alex, I just thought of this, Deadpool showed up and like actually killed some people. Like If Deadpool showed up, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Oh, that's right. It's a PG-13 movie. I got to go back to my movie. Like, in this, him randomly showing up. Yeah, I might have bumped it up to a five. But then I said that would be the only highlight of it if Wade Wilson showed up in some mm. capacity or whatever. But no, um, mm. going to All Mika's right. point. I want to, yeah, I want to bring that up too. About uh, Druid. If I thought I like oh. Druid. No, Druid does remind me of a, 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 like just a pansy Bruce Wayne. That's Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne, a moody, moody teen. Then this, like, oh, I'm so sad. I just need to punch something. Oh, I need to control something. He's just too moody. He's just moody. I'm like, please, man, go, wow. go. Why don't you just join a cure? Well, I love that Alex and I are both sitting team. next to each other. Well, <laughs> yeah. well no, he, yeah. went, he right. went in. Like, wow. Whoa. He's too oh. moody. He's complaining. Too much like a little bitch. Like, don't, seriously, get like, no, don't get at my team Edward like that, homie. <laughs> um, I that man is going to suck. Uh, I'm telling you this now. It's going to suck. I've, I've said it for a while. It's going to suck. It's going to be three hours of pure hell. <laughs> and I ain't paying but, money to see it. <laughs> I want to go off of Tamika's thing real quick, too. Maybe in time, people will come back to, to the Eternals and like it. Now, here's the thing. I've actually, like I said, I've been listening to other podcasts, and they've actually went back and revisited it. 
it the second time because they were expecting it to be like any other Marvel movie. So now that they know that 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 expectation can't be met or anything, that expectation is now gone. So now they can actually view it without the expectations of it feeling like another Marvel movie. And they were able to enjoy it better the second time versus the first time. So I actually went back and rewatched it for this review because, you know, I it's been a while since I've watched the film. So I wanted to get a fresh review, fresh take on it before doing the podcast and stuff like that. I ended up enjoying it just as much as the first go round for me. And no, not just because of the, not the sex scene, but it was, <laughs> but I actually thought it was really good. I liked it, but is, but is it the best movie of 2021? No. Uh, did I think it was okay? Nice. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I liked the diversity with the characters. I liked the diversity with uh, the actors and actresses within the film itself. I like the cinematography of the film. I thought it was cool to see how big it's real as actually is. I thought that was pretty cool to see on the screen for the very first time. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an okay film. I thought I had fun. I was entertained. But it was on that same excitement level of walking out of any other Marvel movie where it's like, yes, I need to go back and see this again and watch the Easter eggs. Because everybody that walked into this film was like, where the hell are the Easter eggs? Because I don't know where the Easter eggs are because I don't know anything about this property for me to even know. So therefore, there's not that value of, hey, let me go back into the theater and check it out again. Um, no, <clears throat> because I'm not going back to it. Um, to answer John, like, to ask John question, why? Why would you put your, why would you go back and suffer for this again? Like, seriously, like, I've seen this once. I don't need to see this again. And then there's the fact that the uh, the actress that played Sprite is talking about a sequel. Why? Why promote a sequel? I'm not sold on like I'm like and like I said in my review. Yeah, no, yeah, honestly, yeah, no, I ain't going. I, I ain't seen a sequel to this. I don't care if there's two sex scenes. I ain't seen the sequel to this in theaters. Not even if there's two. <laughs> not even if there's two, Charlie. No. That's because all I need like, to hear. There's no need for that. Like, sir, like, yeah, I'm gonna break ground. Okay, I, I, I like, it was like, uh, I just directed a, I just directed an Oscar movie. You know what? I'm gonna spice up the MC by a sex scene. It didn't help. It's like, what the hell did you do? Um, and like, honestly, like, what did Batman do to me? They casted Robert Pattinson as Batman. That's what Batman did. Captain him mm-hmm. as a whiny little bitch, and he's going, oh, me, oh, my parents, like, oh. I'm not gonna. I don't want to sit for three hours. It feels like, oh, great, Batman's gonna be a melodrama too. Like seriously, so, yeah. yeah so, no. Alex, um, so you want to do a Batman review with me since, um, <laughs> crappy, <laughs> since, uh, you don't like you don't like Robert Pattinson? No, I hate him. I what? only liked him in Harry Potter because he died. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I only liked him in Harry Potter because he died and. He didn't piss. He was okay in Tenet because he didn't piss me off. Yeah, he was like again, John. You have to see Tenet. Tenet's a great you, movie. He, he Charlie, was good. Have, in, you, have you ever read? Tenet. Have you ever read Batman Year One? Yep. Or uh, Long Halloween. I watched them. I, I watched them on like the animated. No, 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 no. I need you to read them. <laughs> No, okay. I'm, I'm not I've watched it. I've watched the animated. I've watched the animated stuff. And trust me when I tell you, there's so many. I've done whole podcast episodes talking about the craziness of why the DC animated universe doesn't work. 
They don't they're tend bad. to adapt this stuff yeah. well. They're bad. And so I would I would advise if you ever want to really understand, because Bruce Wayne is a lot more whinier in that first couple of years because he's trying to find himself. This isn't a fully formed Batman. Yep. This yeah, is I get a Batman that. I get that going in. You know, yeah. But it just it didn't look appealing. I, I don't like a lot of the casting they chose for like Catwoman casting that that this she's not a great actress. I've seen some stuff she's in. She's not great. I don't I think they could have casted somebody better and maybe I would interest like the the actress Ana de Almas, the girl that played Paloma in No Time to Die. She was in the running for Catwoman. I think she would have been perfect for Catwoman. Or she's also been in uh, other stuff. I think she's in the new uh, she's in the spin-off Ballerina, the John Wick spin-off and when she was also uh the like the maiden knives out. She was uh, she would have been a perfect choice for Catwoman, honestly, because she was fantastic in the short role in Pol- as Paloma, No Time to Die. She was awesome in that. There could have been other better casting for it, and it was like it was that. I'm like, I've seen the trailers. I'm not sold. There'll probably be like one big hallway fight scene and maybe a chase scene. The rest is just going to be talking for two and a half hours out of a three hour movie. Or actually, now I heard is four hours. Like it's like make up your mind. Four hours, three hours, five and a half. Like no, enough already. It's eight That's hours. I'm watching it. I don't care. I don't well, it's more. probably going to be three hours, but we're going to end up getting three movies. You know, Matt Reeves is working toward a sequel, toward a trilogy. He ain't working. We got like two different universes. Batman. Let's 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 stick with one. Um, I actually liked like Tansy Breen's question. Yeah, I love Saint she, Sun She. That one I was not expecting it to be great. That was awesome, and that was way better than this. I like Sun She, and I like Black Widow over No No, uh, no Way Home. Honestly, like I'm like Spider Man yeah. was good. I just had really high expectations, and I came out feeling disappointed. Kind of how you felt disappointed out of Scream, John. I felt that same way coming out of No Way Home. Eartha Kitt was well, one of the coolest Catwomen ever. <laughs> Uh, just going to put that out there. I see a, a, a statement in there about uh, Eartha right. Kitt and Michelle Pfeiffer, but yeah. Eartha, Eartha, Kitt, Eartha Mich- Kitt was definitely uh, one of the most Anne incredible Hathaway. Catwoman ever. Anne Hathaway was like the great cat, uh, best Catwoman for me because all the ones I've seen. But back oh, to this. Oh, wow. That's okay. That's a yeah. that's a take. It was great. <laughs> that's I, mean, a take. I mean, compared to what we had with Halle Berry as Catwoman, yeah, okay. and that now, was oh, 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 way oh, oh, oh. better. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome okay. to the Batman review, the, the, everyone. The, we switched okay. it up on you. The delegation has never said that the Halle Berry Catwoman was a great piece of it wasn't. classic movie. We know this, okay? Yeah. That, you are not going to argue with me about that. All right, but I will say, far enough, I mean, yes, it, it's dating myself because the 66 Batman was a thing I grew up in and around. Seeing a lot of the uh, syndicated stuff, I didn't. I wasn't born when '66 was going. I was born a few years later, but I got to see a lot of the syndicated Bat and Batman stuff. And for me, first of all, seeing her as a kid do it the way she did it, and then at one point you had two Catwomen on the same show, which is even more mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, but Eartha Kitt just brought something to it, man. It was just a unique way of doing it. So, yeah, uh, Anne Hathaway, she and was she the way for she was alright for 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 that movie. I mean. I think one of the other things that gets Zoe Kravitz in the role, Zoe Kravitz actually, if I'm not mistaken, Zoe Kravitz plays the voice in the animated Harley Quinn show too. If I'm not mistaken. And I may be wrong. I will look that up to make sure. But, you know, if it wasn't for Ursa Kit, it wouldn't, we wouldn't have all these other different versions of Catwoman. She paved the way 
for other actresses to be Catwoman. That's another thing I want to mention. Um, but Tamika has another question. Let me go on ahead and get this over here real quick. Um, Great show, by the way. The Harley Quinn animated series. But, awesome um, what did everyone think about Cersei's answer to Dean when he asked, why didn't you help the Avengers or get involved? It was a cop-out answer. <laughs> the whole, I'm sorry, that whole thing bothers me because, like I said, if Thanos prevented the Celestial from being born, you know, he, and so, and, and I'm sorry, Thanos is not only a celestial, but he's the first uh, eternal. He's a he's an eternal who's also a deviant uh, because of the way he was born. So I'm like, in a world where you're fighting deviants, wouldn't he be the biggest baddest deviant there was? Right. But you don't think old 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 you know old Thunder Hips goes up and starts running through and just super speed punching, and then all of a sudden old Icarus comes through with the laser beams, starts you. Can you imagine a moment with the, reimagine a moment where you hear the to your left cap, and you see all the shields start forming. All of a sudden, in a bubble, people we've never seen before, the Eternal show up and just start owning fools. And it's like, who are those guys? And then all of a sudden, it's just like, you start getting the little storylines later. That's how they, that's how they introduce the Eternals. You could have done it right there, and it would have worked. Um, so we got one last thing that we wanted to talk about the end credit scenes for me hearing Blade's voice. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I thought that was cool to actually have his voice in there. I I like him. I'm rooting for him to be the next Wesley Snipes for Blade. I would like to actually see uh, Wesley Snipes be Wesler and be a mentor to him. That's what that's how you pass the torch. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, I want that. I'm like, just that. from everything I've been hearing so far, and that, that Blade's going to be PG-13, I'm like, please don't don't screw this up. Don't screw up Blade MCU. Like, we're, you're able to get Deadpool in R rating. Why aren't you not allowed to get uh, get get Blade R rated? Because you can't make Blade PG-13. You tried that. Spike TV tried that. But the, uh, the god-awful TV series. Yeah, Thank no, you, like... Yeah, that was horrible. I mean, like, I, oh. I, I knew, like I said, I knew all about the post credit sequences when I read the plot. I was like, oh, cool, Blade. Like, hearing oh. his voice, yeah, cool. But, I mean, it just, it, it's, I'm not sold on it. That's the thing. We, ha- we, we, all we're hearing is talk, 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 talk. We're not seeing any images of what he looks like. We're not seeing any images, trailers, anything. This movie sounds like it's DOA at this point. I mean, honestly, well, it's like, it's, it's not in production like- yet. Uh, I know. Blade's right. gonna be like what 2023, 2024. So I mean, Blade's gonna be a while off. I'm thinking that they really will introduce him into Moon Knight. That would actually be the perfect way to introduce him into Moon Knight, just as a small little cameo, and then exit out of it. And just Moon Knight be its own thing. But I also feel like if he is in Moon Knight, it might actually overshadow Moon Knight just a little bit to where it no longer feels like a Moon Knight show. It's now a Moon Knight show featuring Blade. But that's just me. First of all, they have said that Jack Russell, who is in Werewolf by who is Werewolf by Night, will make an appearance in Moon Knight as well. So this is their way of kind of backdooring in a lot more of the supernatural stuff. So you could have Blade in it in an in, in credit scene in the last right. episode. And that's the way you wrap it up. But I also will surmise to you, Multiverse of Madness. I think we're gonna get Wesley as Blade one more time in Multiverse of Madness. I would fanboy so hard in that theater, to be honest with you, Will. 
Um, because I remember in eighth grade going to see Blade for the very first time and not knowing it was a comic book film. And that was one of the greatest moments of not knowing it was a comic book film and still feeling entertained by it and how change, how they changed it. They changed the game. Blade saved comic book movies because after Batman and Robin, if it wasn't for Blade, there would not be any comic book movies at all. Mm -hmm. So... I, I would fanboy so hard if they wind up doing that in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It makes sense for him to be in it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the, uh, some of the other Spider-Man are shown up in it, too. It seems like there's going to be a lot of that. Like, again, that's the big MCU movie I'm looking forward to, even though it might be the realm of horror movie. Like, that trailer at the end of No Way Home, like, once I heard it was a trailer, I was like, okay, this is the, like, this is, this is the highlight of the movie. This trailer right here. It's longer than the Avenger trailer. Like the no way, like like again, Doctor Strange trailer. It was like, wow, this is cool. Yeah, I, I was really happy after seeing that because the movie, like, like again, I was disappointed coming out of No Way Home. Um, honestly, I was okay. disappointed. Well, that answered my question. I was just about to say, did you say the trailer was the most exciting part of No Way Home? Yeah, I mean, like, oh. Again, there's moments in 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 No Way Home that I liked. Green Goblin was a like Green Goblin was a damn he was he was badass like he was bad well i mean again i was overhyped by it this is the constant talk constant it's like talk 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 we got to react to it got to react trailer got to do show on it it's like all of this and like and it it, it it it's really hard going into a movie with very low expectations but everybody's saying it's the greatest movie of all time greatest Marvel movie of all time best spider-man movie of all time has the bet has a better fight sequence than doc ock taking on spider-man and spider-man 2 which no Spider-Man 2 versus Doc Ock train sequence and Spider-Man 2. Best Spider-Man fight scene I've seen. Like, honestly, this one is, uh, yeah. Tamika, come on. You were, you, were, like, you, you, you were on that show. Like, you were, like, commenting on that show that John and I did on that one. Of course you knew what was up about Spider-Man. Right. I already said it was that. I don't know where to place on my list. It's probably going to be really low. Or it might, uh, might or just, like, just because I'm in the mood for some chaos, I'll put it in my honorable I, mention list. Oh I have other movies ahead of it. I don't know. I'm, it depends on how, how chaosy I am. But it's like, you know, it's I like that feeling entertained. I like I mean, it. I, I wanted to. I really wanted to like it as much as everybody else did. I just couldn't, honestly. I was really underwhelmed by it. Like, I, like I liked, I liked aspects of it. Um, of course, your hands are up to me. It's okay. <laughs> but just don't it, it just didn't work for me. Like, it didn't work for me. It it just it yeah. just didn't work. I I mean, I'll watch it again, and it, it's good. I'm not saying it's a terrible movie, and it's not. It's better than this piece of shit, The Eternals. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's better than this, but. It just, it just didn't. I mean, it, it, it just didn't work. I mean, because I'm in the mood for chaos. I like the Matrix Four better than this one, and better than the, uh, better than the, the Spider Man. What? Yeah. What? Come at me. Let's go. Like I said, I'm oh like, I said my this, gosh, Charlie, 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 I think I figured it out. I think I figured out the whole situation. You ready? You go. Yeah, let's hear. It. Let's go. Bring it. You're a Loki variant. Yeah, I wish I know. Charlie's a Loki very look out the TVA. all of this right now. Like I was like I'm sitting there looking at it like I didn't like this movie, but good grief. Charlie really didn't like this movie. This movie. What Eternals? Yeah, I didn't like Eternals. No, <laughs> at all. No. Like I was like, I, I, no, I didn't absolutely like it, not at Charlie all. No. Like, yeah, you you're surprised. Like I said, John knew when I asked mm-hmm. dude, man, we watched two different movies because this is garbage. But no, um, <laughs> like I said, don't worry, mate. Like, if for anybody worried, no, I'm not that Matrix 4 is not my number one movie of the year. So everybody can just like 
old everything. Like, it's but if you want to watch me rant for a good couple of I know, hours, you watched, yeah, because you watched it on your phone. It's I still the same stupid movie that I would have actually paid money for on the big screen. It does not oh, matter. Oh, but anyway, I didn't pay money for it. I, I, yeah, I didn't pay money for it because I had the uh, my unlimited program like, plan. I'm, I was already paying for that. I mean, I even bought the freaking poster, the dubstep poster. I have the actual poster, the one that you see in theaters for the Matrix. Like, seriously. Yeah, no. Like, no, Matrix won't be in like Matrix probably will be in my top 10. It's not my number one. I haven't figured that out yet. It's down to two choices. I haven't figured that out. But Matrix is not in my number one. So, John, don't complain because we're not on your. You didn't watch this one on your phone, and yet you enjoyed this. Hmm. Yeah, maybe you need to watch the Matrix not on your phone. I'm good, man. Maybe enjoy better. Everything. No, I'm good. Eternals, the piece of shit that is Eternals. Anyways, um, so let's go on ahead and change subjects now. So. I said the piece of shit Eternals. I said we're getting back to the Eternals. Come on, John. Like, so like the comedy was forced. Yeah, the comedy was forced. Everything like all all the stuff was forced from the trailers. Yeah, this is pretty piece of it. I mean, it's like I said, it was just a boring superhero superhero melodrama that was way too long. Had some cool visuals, but overall just a boring Marvel movie. This is definitely one of the worst Marvel MCU wise, not counting other Marvel property flicks because you don't go there. Movies I've seen and may not watch the sequel. Man, I hope they don't. LOL. Yeah, this movie's garbage. It's it's coming number four on my list of worst movies of the year. All right. So, wow. all right. I'm glad that you got that out of your system, Charlie. I'm glad you feel yeah. better. It's it's good. I'm glad that, well, that hey, you were able to do that. Good? You good? Yeah. Man? <laughs> this was a war. I was ready for war. I think Hydrate. I won. Can yeah. yeah. I think you. I think you won. Yeah, we just need to dump them in Gatorade now. We just, that's all. Pokey office point set match game. But, uh, Whitman, there. But yeah. will any final thoughts as far as the event of, of Eternals go and or anything like that? By the way, Charlie did post up the thing. I believe Sia Sia Latham is the voice of Catwoman in the Harley Quinn movie in the Harley Quinn series. So I was wrong on that part. But Zoe Bell, Zoe. Zoe Kravitz, I believe, has done other voice work for Catwoman in the past, so I'll reference that as well. But the Eternals overall, I, I wanted to like the movie. Like one of the challenges for most uh, comic book-based movies for me, if I even if I've never read the property prior, I always measure how I feel after the movie if I feel like I want to go out and buy the books that inspired it. Right? It didn't make me want to go out and buy Eternals books and read about these characters. These characters felt really bland to me. They felt like archetypes. I mean, I will say this. They had the makings for a better Justice League movie than the Joss Whedon version of Justice League we got with the people that were in it and the way they were doing a lot of it. But it felt like a Justice League ripoff, if you will, to me. When I watched the Eternals, I felt like I was like, huh. So if they did this, they did this, and they twisted this a little bit, there's your Wonder Woman. Your Fastos is kind of a Batman archetype, but he's a little bit chubbier than the standard Batman. Like he's creating all the cool stuff. And then you got, you know, it, it, there is a way to do like a Justice League out of this. You've got the mind controlling person. So you got your Martian Manhunter right there. You know, you got uh, Cersei. I don't know who Cersei is on the Justice League, but I mean, you know, I'm sure they could figure something out. I mean, she does illusion. So technically, she can kind of be the Green Lantern of the team. You know, I mean, everybody has a role that kind of feels like a Justice League vibe a bit. And so, to me, if I not knowing who the Eternals were beforehand, I was like, did Jack Kirby and them really write them this way? Like, this is the way they were in the comics. 
So I'm intrigued in that regard. But other than that, it did not make me go out and want to buy the book. So like four out of ten, honestly. You want just a, for that primarily. You want a more hot take? That version of Justice League, better than this movie. And I hate it, that version of the Justice League, Josh Wien's one. I actually, like, I laughed in that. And then the only thing that the Eternals doesn't have is they don't have an Aquaman. <laughs> they don't have an Aquaman. Yet. Just give Marvel a minute. Yeah, Namor's coming soon. Namor is on his way. He's Wakanda on his way. Wakanda forever. But, Their version of Aquaman's coming. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be it. But before we close out, there's a little bit of announcement that I would like to make. And, you know, Alex has been on my show countless times reviewing short films for the Indie Film Short Festivals. He's done a really good job on his channel. Uh, this dude is really good at what he does. So if you guys haven't checked out A-Town Reviews, you guys need to check him out. But the main reason why I want to make this announcement is because he's actually joining us in part of the Movie Lovers Unite family. And so, welcome to MLU, <laughs> Movie Lovers University. But uh, welcome to Movie Lovers Unite. I do appreciate you, Alex, for all the hard work. Charlie can even vouch for me that you got you do an awesome job on your videos. And you, I love uh, your reviews. They're great. Yes, that's why. I tell, anytime you do it, I, I help, try to help you out as much as I can. I subscribe and I try to share your stuff because some of your like and I. I like listen to what you have, and I even comment Same. when I have when I want to. If I wanted to do a hot take, I comment already. Hey, man, this was good, but I leave you tease what my number, my worst movies of the year list on one of your reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- thank you guys so much. I'm Welcome. so honored to be a part of this. I love working with all of you, and I'm just looking forward to doing more reviews on this. I yeah, just yeah, have yeah. so much, so <laughs> much fun doing this. So much fun glad, going man. to war. <laughs> and we almost had Will on friend. our side for a little bit, though, too, because he kind of joined our side a little bit with the DC talk. Yeah, a little bit. like I was just like, "Whoa, man, <laughs> just no, totally I don't know." Charlie, hold on, I tried, I tried, man, I really did. Like, I, hey, I can hold my own. Thank you, Tamika. I'm pretty small. I, I know my stuff. I'm, I can hold my own on this, and 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 yeah, I can hold my own. So, three on one, whatever. I like this odds. Let's go. <laughs> But he's been a Brock Lesnar situation there. He just picked it up and just F5 everybody. If I can say one thing, if I can say one thing that won't kick get me kicked off already, a movie lover unite. But my hot take is that this movie was better than the Snyder cut of Justice League. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Oh wow! Oh, oh, oh dude, John, man, like, I love the that man's shirt too. Just oh man, just, you, oh, you, you, you know, pour some Gatorade on you after that hot take. Oh, Zack Snyder hurt my soul. And I don't know. I like that a lot. <laughs> I actually have the Zack Snyder's cut hoodie on, uh, that I was gonna wear. <laughs> wow. I, I, you know, I'm not brave. Yeah, I'm not brave with that version yet, but <laughs> I, I will say I'm gonna watch it at some point. I just don't know that I can get my mind wrapped around four hours worth of movie for any. Oh, it's entertaining the way they split it up. It works. They actually split it out, and it makes sense compared well, to this movie. The way I said it to my friends and everything, because they were also feeling that same way, Will, I said, think of it as watching a four-episode show. So, therefore, you're watching four uh, four episodes in four hours, basically. So, that's the way I looked at it. And 
And I also bought it on Blu-ray because I actually enjoyed it too. Yeah, I have it too. Um, Wonder Woman's more of a badass in this. And like, I think it's been a while since I've seen it. I think she drops an F-bomb. I don't, I don't remember if she did or not, but like she, she's punching people and you see blood come out of their face. Like it's, it's she's, brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. It's definitely R it's a, it's a hard R movie and there's a lot of act. There's it, it's, it's good. It's a lot better than Josh Whedon's whatever he did with that. It, it this one made sense. And definitely sounds better than Wonder Woman 84. Yes. Yeah. Even though I own the poster, I can even own up to the fact that Wonder Woman 84 was not the best movie at all. It was like watching Wonder Woman on ice whenever I was watching the the mall scene, to be honest with you. I felt like she was just skating in the mall and it's like, here, here's my lasso. You're Skate. watching Starlight Express. Starlight Express. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. I'm my my problem for me with Wonder Woman '84 had to do more with the um the baby the Bobby so the the body hopping Steve Trevor adventure where he was in a totally different dude's body and I'm sitting there going, what about his agency? Yeah. If he, if he's yeah. by Steve Trevor, how's that working out? Like him and Wonder Woman are doing the deed. We don't know anything about this dude whose body he's in. No, we don't know if he's even down with this. Like he may be totally in a different lifestyle, different I mean, world altogether. But it's like she has a family body, and he's just going to throw a fire ride, you know. Unless you're uh, Ben Diesel, and um, yeah, 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 you don't turn your back on family. But I liked Wonder Woman eighty four a little bit better than the first one. Both movies are piece are bad. Like I think DC's ruining Wonder Woman because mm. you get she she does more in and like Batman versus Superman than she does in her own first two movies. Honestly, right. Anyways, um, so Will, where can everybody follow you at if you want if they want to follow you and all that good stuff? Okay, so the easiest way to follow me, the quickest way, is probably Instagram's Will Holland9973 on Instagram. Uh also look up conversations about dot dot dot. We get into geeky stuff. As a matter of fact, John, before this is all said and done the next week or so, I'm sending you an invitation. You and I are gonna talk on my show and okay. uh about this world that you've created. <laughs> Different things okay. like that, so I want to do that also. And I believe right, I'll be down. You know, one of our uh, blurred girls, we're gonna hopefully be able to get on too. We're, we're gonna talk with her. But um, anyway, so yeah, that's the main main conversations about dot dot dot. That's been the thing I've been doing for the last couple of years, and I really enjoy talking geek pop culture. I've got some friends I talk with weekly. Sometimes I get to interview people that do Kickstarters and all this different stuff. I get to interview a wide variety of uh, of geek talk each week. So it's an awesome opportunity. So there you go with that. And Alex, where can everybody follow you at? Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at a town Alex three. And I guess you can follow me at movie lovers unite too. <laughs> That's the main one. <laughs> We're all under one umbrella, like one big, huge family. I'm happy to have you. Like I said before, welcome to movie lovers unite. If you need anything from us, let us know. We'll be glad to help you out any way we can. Jackass. Um, <laughs> and he's not calling him a jackass. He wants no, to do I'm not. Him a jackass. Like, I'm not calling him a jackass. <laughs> we're, we're gonna, well, we were trying to use the team, group, jackass. But we waited too long because none of the like all the movies are off Paramount Plus. Oh, and wow. I'm super excited because Jackass 4 is coming out next week. And hey, Johnny Knoxville is going to be wrestling the Royal yeah. Rumble this weekend. Yeah, so, no, Johnny Knoxville. There you go. Yeah. I'm not watching it because it's going to be the other one. But Johnson's going to get his ass kicked. Like, so okay. He's going to get thrown out early. But 
I hope you want to catch our wrestling of lovers your night show. You can catch it with Charlie. He has a little show called Charlie's Corner, <laughs> where he likes to, t- but not not really. Uh, but no. Um, anyways, if you guys want to, you guys can follow. <laughs> my bad, dude. My dad. But no, if you, you want to go on ahead in your corner, hey, at least I get a nice smooth surface below the waist trimming. It does not look like a jungle in my in my below the waist grooming techniques. It is not I'm glad look I would like never know what that thought because I would Yeah, I don't even know that thought. Yeah. Yep. It's all good. All right. And I don't even right. know. So, no, you don't. You don't. So, but you can always get yourself some shampoo and conditioner, which is really great. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, um so this is what we're going to do here. You guys can follow me underneath Movie Lovers TV Lovers Tonight on Facebook. Of course, underneath the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. If you want to get an audio-only podcast episode of our show here and many shows that we do here at Movie Lovers Tonight, you can get that where you guys get your major podcast from. Also, too, I also teamed up with Two Blur Girls Podcast to do a little charity with Children's of St. Jude's Hospital. Buy yourself a Scentsy, 5 to $10. All proceeds go over to the Children's of St. Jude's. Also, too, go on ahead Go over to Good Pods. Will's over there. I'm over there. And rank us. Follow us. And we can also reply to your comments. Rate individual episodes. It's basically social media for podcasters or people that love listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. And it's so much better than Spotify and Apple Podcasts because we get to interact with you. But if you guys choose to, Spotify now has a ranking system where you guys can rate our um, radars as well. And then same thing with Apple Podcasts as well. You guys can do that too. And then, of course, you know, you guys can follow me underneath Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter and then Movie Lovers Unit Zero on TikTok. And then you guys can, if you want to, reach out to me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And then uh, then that's everywhere that you guys can go on ahead and follow me at and all that other good stuff. Tomorrow night, I'm off. It's my birthday. I'm going to be celebrating my birthday. So Friday night, I'm only going to... I'm only allowed to party until nine. After that, I'm no good. But it's no. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, not a part- If you're joining an Apple podcast, make sure you read the terms and conditions. They might turn you into a human centipede. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, um, if anybody's no, rewatch the South Park episode. It's hysterical. <laughs> um, another thing I want to mention too is uh, Friday night, eight o'clock Central Time, nine o'clock Eastern Time. I am going to be interviewing the actress from the history that haunts us, and I'm also going to have Crichton Hobbs on here with me, who's also the director for the history that haunts us. And plus, I was also the editor uh, for the script for the history that haunts us as well. So, well, yeah, I was actually the screenplay editor for that. So, you guys can, can you catch that at eight o'clock Central Time, nine o'clock Eastern Time, six o'clock Pacific Time for that show, which I can't wait to dive into. Then you're just, you're just going to have to tune in for Monday and everything else, see what else we have here at Movie Lovers Tonight. But in February, be ready because I have some special guests coming on that has been known on, well, pretty much on a little TV series, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. So always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. Have a good rest of your night and bye-bye. <laughs>